2: A lot of what I was to do in the rest of my
1: life was formulated by the fact, I just went and did it.
0: Welcome to another episode of Misfits and Rejects. Today, I'm extremely excited to sit down with Matt and Amy Leikfuss. I hope I said that right. They just gave me a briefing on how to say it, and I don't know if I did it right, but so stoked to have them. They actually worked with my partners and myself down in Nicaragua back in the day when we were running surf tours. Amy was our cook, Matt was our surf guide. They made a little love connection got married, and now they're on the road trying to make a life for themselves, which is why I brought them on because they're one of those beautiful couples that are out searching, trying to design that life that they've always dreamed of. And in the last few episodes, we've actually spoken about you know people having really cool lives, but then something happening within their life that drives them in a new direction. And that's why I kind of brought them on because they had a really cool looking life in Maui where they were living and they decided to give it up get a car, and start driving from California down south towards Panama, I understand. And so with that said, I'd like to welcome Matt and Amy to the show. Welcome, guys.
1: Thanks, Chapin.
2: Nice to uh, be with you.
0: It sure is. We haven't really uh, got to speak much over the years, but I have been following your adventures, and you always are doing something cool. So it was really nice to see you both uh, finally tie the knot and then decide to uproot everything and start driving. So yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, let's maybe start there. I mean, you were in Maui and looked appeared like you were having an amazing life for yourselves. What made you decide to leave?
1: Um, I feel like it was kind of always part of the plan for us to leave. We both still very much enjoy traveling. We don't feel like we're ready to live in one spot for an extended period of time. So we actually pursued careers in uh industries that we both thought would be conducive towards travel so while we were in maui amy got her license as a massage therapist and i got my license as a boat captain wow really i didn't know that that's cool tell me more
2: so how we decided on this particular trip we well before we got married pretty much right after we moved in with each other in maui we sat down and tried to talk about all the places in the world that were on our bucket list and then tried to be sort of thoughtful about where we would go next. Like what would be the best thing? And because we have a dog, uh, we decided to head via vehicle. And it was just pretty much the easiest thing to think about would be to go through Mexico and Central America.
0: I see. So it wasn't it wasn't necessarily uh, that Mexico and Central America was number one on your list. It was more how can we move this whole family now on the put them on the road and keep a, keep the like life going. And so that just seemed like the most logical way to go. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um Now, you said you got your captain's license, Matt and Amy, you became a massage therapist in Maui. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. And so was that pretty easy then once you kind of got your careers established to start saving money for this adventure?
2: Definitely. Yeah. Um, Maui had a lot of job opportunities for both of us in the fields that we had chosen. Like, There's so many different places I could work as a massage therapist. Everyone dreams like, okay, I'm going to go to Hawaii. I'm going to relax. So then they get a massage. That makes sense. And they're really expensive massages because it's Hawaii. So then the gratuity was very lucrative. So it was a really great place to begin my career because I was super busy. So I got a lot of experience, probably did more massages in my first year than most massage therapists do in their first few years. And then Matt, obviously, there's just tons of boats. We're on an island. So there's lots of job opportunities. um, But he started out as crew on Terralani and just sort of Through the years people suggested to him that maybe he should think about becoming a captain because he he's really good under pressure he had shown that many times and he he doesn't like the responsibility necessarily like initially but he's definitely like that guy that should have that kind of responsibility
0: That's very cool. I I know that actually. I know that about him because he was a boat captain for me. So Matt is one that does not crumble under pressure. That is a fact. (laughs) Um, What kind of money were you guys putting away monthly? And maybe can you talk about a little bit how you structured your your savings? Like how were you applying a percentage of your salaries every month to your travel fund, your get out of Maui fund or what?
2: Um, We pretty much focused on doing the best that we could. So we had our bills, but then the initial thing is limit your bills, right? So we kept it to Netflix, telephones, and rent,
1: and,
2: and the then internet. yeah, the internet and the car, the cars. All we right. had two cars.
0: So ballpark, what do you think you're able, able to save a month for this trip?
2: I think somewhere between 500 and 1500 each a month.
0: Oh wow. So it could have been, you were almost saving at times three grand
1: a month for this trip.
2: Sometimes, yeah, on a good month.
1: Good for you. Our work in Maui was pretty seasonal and kind of fluctuated. So yeah, sometimes it was, each of us would do about 500 a month. Sometimes we'd each be doing 1500, just depended on how busy the island was. And then just kind of what kind of work I was getting on the boat kind of fluctuated with weather and stuff.
2: Or things come up, you know what I mean, that consume your money problems. I mean, it was normal life, car breaks, dog gets sick, you get sick, all the normal stuff that I think most people have happened to them. I was actually going through school the first year we were saving money. So every month that was almost $600 that I was putting into school. So those months I wasn't saving nearly as much as other months. And we really tried to limit the amount of time that we would go out because Maui is very expensive. Even consuming food is really expensive. So Matt would bring home as much leftovers as seemed reasonable or at least the healthy stuff from the boat so that that was limiting how much we were spending on groceries. And if you don't go out and eat and you don't go out to drink in Maui, then that's all money that people normally spend that we didn't very yeah. often.
0: I see. How uh, how long did it take you to save up the amount your, your goal, number one, and then what was your goal? Like what was the end amount you were trying to save up?
1: Our traveling budget, well, our traveling budget goal uh, was 36000 mm-hmm. Um And then we wanted to try to save some more on top of that. In order to have a budget for getting ready for the trip since we're traveling by car and everything and we were gonna sell all of our stuff in Hawaii before starting so we saved for three and a half years and we ended up getting to 50,000 Wow
0: good for you guys and then so how long did you anticipate that was gonna last you once you did start this adventure Um, two years okay so you anticipate being on the road for two years with the money you saved And the goal is what? To have a good time. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, that's great. Um, But is there any sort of uh, game plan, life game plan? I mean, you're married, you're young. I mean, you want to have family, kids. Are you trying to find a new place to maybe grow some roots in Central America or Latin America?
2: Maybe. That was the original plan, you know, when we first started saving for the trip, was to do the drive, take our time, and then look for property in Central America, most likely Nicaragua or Panama. And the point of taking the time was one to enjoy it, but we know once we purchase anything, we're gonna be really glued to it. So we wanted to kind of have that last hurrah, but it's not a last hurrah. Obviously the experience of purchasing something and building something that's a whole different experience.
0: So be, those, were,
2: those were the goals.
0: I see. You mind me asking how old
1: you both are? I'm 31. I'm 35.
0: Okay. Still young and ready to experience a lot of life. That's great. Now, so you start in California um, where you kind of set your rig up. What kind of rig are you driving right now?
1: We're driving a 1995 Toyota T100, um, which is Toyota's first attempt at a larger truck in the American car market. So it's before the Tundra came out. Um, And then we built our own camper on the back of it. So it's kind of a rigged up (laughs) situation.
0: How long did that take you to build?
1: (laughs) Um, From the time we landed in California uh, from Hawaii to the time we entered Mexico was seven weeks. So that's buying the vehicle and getting it ready and building the camper and everything.
0: That's not bad. Good for you. You work quickly. Um, And then... As far as um, being on the road and, and exploring, where have you been so far? Where are you right now, actually?
1: Um, right now, we are at Lake Atilan in Guatemala, uh, taking some Spanish lessons. Um, so we left Southern California. That was our starting point, And uh, went down the Baja Peninsula through Mexico there and uh, took the ferry across from La Paz to Mazatlan. And we went down the Pacific coast of mainland Mexico to Salina Cruz. And then we kind of went back north up through the central mountains of Mexico, up north of Mexico City. And then sort of made our way back across through Chiapas and over to the Yucatan Peninsula. We did a couple weeks in Belize and then entered Guatemala from Belize and made our way across this country. That's great. So
0: as of now, how many months have you been on the road? Uh, Just over seven months. No way. Wow. That's great. So you're just taking your time. How does that work with uh, visas as you enter Mexico and car visas and human being visas? What do you get, like three months and then you have to renew it in some way?
2: We got a six-month visa for all of Mexico, us and the car. So that was easy, and that's what we did. We spent six months in Mexico. We left probably just two days before our visa ended. Okay. And Belize is, they kind of do whatever you, whatever they want. If you look like a poor backpacking 19-year-old, they might only give you a week. Uh, Rumor is they ask you to prove that you have $60 a day to be able to stay in their country for up to a month. That's their visa. Uh, We were not asked that. We have a car, we're in our 30s. I don't think they were worried about it. And then Guatemala is all part of the CA4, so that's four Central American countries. You got Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, and Nicaragua for three months, which isn't a lot. So our initial goal was to try to figure out how to do nine months in those four countries. Uh, but our plans change daily.
0: Mm-hmm. But you can so, easily renew that, can't you? You can just go to an office and get an extension of three months, can't you?
2: You can. So we the choices were go to Guatemala City and get an extension or go hop over the border of Mexico and leave the tip, which is the temporary vehicle import, open for Guatemala. So just not close it down because if you were to close it when you hop over the border – you can't enter back into Guatemala for three months. So that would have caused some issues.
0: Good to know. That's a good little and tip you right
2: can't, there. And you can't renew the CA4 visa at like an immigration office in a city more than one time. So to do nine months, we would need to hop a border if we wanted to renew our visa in Nicaragua, at in Managua.
0: I see. Does that make sense? yeah it makes sense. That makes total sense then so um, your plan is to kind of cruise through Guatemala for as long as you can before you um burn burn that visa when you leave.
2: We think we've changed our plan already, which is just sort of what we do daily. We have gone through most of Guatemala quite quickly. We were gonna do some of the volcano hikes, but jagger our dog's health turned dramatically, and so. We can't take them on the hikes and we don't really want to leave them. So we are thinking that if we were to drive back home at some point, we'll just do those things then and enjoy our dog while we can and not leave him. So we will be spending a little bit less time in Guatemala. So I think right now we're thinking about potentially renewing our visa in El Salvador and then we'll just be that much further down the road when we hit Nicaragua. And I guess maybe we'll just do the jump over the border in Costa Rica.
0: I see. Now you just mentioned you, before you head home, you might head home for something.
2: Yeah, we, you know, (laughs) sort of like just how our travel plans change daily. Our life plans change daily. Um, We have gone over probably a hundred different ideas of what we might do with our life in the future. And, It feels good. It feels good to feel free and not be tied to any one thing at the moment. So one option for us is we might like to go to South America. And for us to do that, we need to change our homemade truck camper. It is not a four season camper. It is a one season camper. (laughs) So basically we froze in the highlands, mountains of Mexico and here in Guatemala and that's just not gonna cut it if we want to go to South America. So what we would do is we'd actually drive all the way back to California and either make or purchase a different camper. Interesting. And then swap Yeah, and then ship the vehicle to South America from there.
0: Interesting. There's no way that you could uh sell the vehicle along the way and then repurchase something with the money that you sell it for?
2: Sure. We could do that too.
0: Okay. Well, that's good <laughs> enough. <laughs> we now,
2: we are on like a Facebook group that's Overland Vehicles Buy and Sell. And we actually saw a Toyota Land Cruiser with a camper on the back of it up for sale that somebody was selling. And there was probably about 15 minutes there where we almost started to make those actions happen, uh, which would have involved – driving back to California like immediately or having Matt's dad go buy the vehicle or at least go check it out. I don't know. You know, this is a solid 15 minutes, but we didn't end up doing it for a variety of reasons.
0: Wow. You guys are just living free, just living off the cuff. Whatever happens, happens one minute here, one minute there. Everything's changing. Yep. Now I think one question that everyone's always asking when I talk to people like yourself is, you know, what what kind of stuff has happened to you driving through Mexico? You know, as Americans, we're always hearing about all these horrible things going on in Mexico. Have you guys encountered anything on your travels at this point that uh made you fear for your safety?
1: Um, Mexico was actually all very cool. We didn't have any issues the whole six months. Um, we had one small encounter in Guatemala down at the beach. Um, just some drunk guys, uh being drunk guys. <laughs> um, they started, uh, chucking some rocks and stuff at our camper. They wanted us to leave, even though we had, uh, already checked in with the local police and made sure it was cool that we were going to camp on the beach. They didn't like it. So they kind of rent us out of town. Um, but yeah, as far as we're concerned, it's the kind of stuff that could really happen anywhere. You know, you could just as easily be camped at the beach in California and some drunk dude decides you're blocking his view or something and makes a problem for you.
0: Right. We kind of, I kind of hear that a lot. It's a common theme throughout a lot of the past episodes of people saying, yeah, it's been really an amazing trip. Nothing to worry about. Everyone's super friendly. And as long as you kind of play by the rules that are either intuitive or you kind of know, which is like, don't drive at night or, you know, if something doesn't feel right, then don't do it then you're going to be okay.
1: Yeah, that's definitely how we do it. And we've uh whenever we do have a little bit of concern, but it's something maybe we want to do anyway, we'll um go ahead and just ask people. I feel like, you know, nobody wants you to get hurt or have all your stuff stolen in their town. Um they don't want you to have a bad time. So, I feel like if there's a likelihood of something bad happening, then people are pretty honest about it. And they'll tell you like, no, nah, you should get a room in a hotel or something if you want to stay here. Or if they think it's cool, then usually they don't really know why you're asking in the first place. I see. That's cool.
0: Now, how about uh, American politics right now? Are you feeling like um unsafe because of what's going on with American politics? Or is that maybe one thing that is motivating you not to come back to America? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Maybe. Um, um I I think we're we were ugh, I don't know where to start with that actually. Sorry. We don't have to oh, get uh, into
0: a political discussion, it's just a kind <laughs> of a general question of overall feeling.
1: Um I definitely don't feel unsafe because of it. Um anyone that uh is aware of it, I guess you could say, and thinks to ask us about it, I feel like they're Educated and open-minded enough to realize that the United States is a big country and we don't all agree so um, They can kind of accept that, you know, they ask us about our lo- our um, Current politics and we just kind of roll our eyes and that's usually enough of a response
0: I see. Yeah, I see. I think about uh, that myself as I get ready to head back to Nicaragua and then the other adventures I have planned also throughout the year which are going to some muslim countries and i'm interested to see how i will be received i would imagine it's like most places where i'm always received with open arms as long as i'm respectful you know and that seems to be the case anywhere i've gone but you know you always wonder i mean an american media definitely doesn't help with the way things are being painted around the world so um it'll be interesting i think for a lot of us travelers and adventurers we're getting going back on the road where we want to be
1: Yeah, our only, or at least for me, my only concern with the politics is really just um, the idea that the United States is going to keep people out. I'm a little bit worried that at some point other countries will start retaliating by not letting us in. So that's kind of my only real concern with it.
0: Yeah, I feel the same. I definitely feel the same with that. Now, you both have concocted a plan, kind of like mine, which is trying to create an online business. Do you want to talk a little bit about that, what your business is and what you, what, what it's called?
2: Yeah. So we started a YouTube channel called the traveling together journal. And the whole reason we put it together is we were trying to be creative as ways to make money on the road in hopes that maybe we don't have to end this trip in Panama. So we maybe can keep going. And neither Matt and, or I are good writers, so travel blogging wasn't really an option for us. And I also think that blogging, at least travel blogging, is really challenging to excel at. Even if you are a really great writer, there's a ton of people doing it. So we realized, well, let's just turn the camera on and videotape our travels. So that's what we're currently trying to do and share them with people.
0: How's, how's your response been for that? Have you uh, had people interested in, in following you on YouTube or your other social media avenues?
2: Yeah, I think it's going all right for where we're at right now. We took a really long time to get our first episode out because we are traveling. It's really challenging for us to find a good space to edit and do voiceovers We can't just do that while we're camping. There's a lot of wind, a lot of of reasons, a lot of excuses. And we wanted to be consistent. So we needed to have a backstock of episodes ready to go so that if there was periods of time where we just could not get the elements that we needed to produce an episode, we could still release stuff. So we waited until we had about six backstocks before we released the first one, which at that point we were in Cancun, Mexico. And we've got six episodes at the moment out. And we have a couple hundred people following that adventure. And we are approaching like a 1000 people on Instagram. So it's going all right for being new.
0: That's great. I mean, a 1000 people on Instagram is an accomplishment. Good for you guys. Um, Have you monetized anything yet that you can make money from?
2: We have monetized all of our YouTube episodes Um, so far. We haven't figured out how to monetize anything else. We started an Amazon affiliate program. We just got approved for that. So sort of in the brainstorming plan of writing up a few blogs to help sell some of the things that we used on our adventure. Hopefully monetizing that stuff. And we'll, of course, make some YouTube videos very specific towards monetizing, say, through affiliate programs. For instance, I'll make a what's in my kitchen box episode episode and blog. And then I will have a link to Amazon to help sell those things.
0: Oh, that's really creative. I actually didn't even know that really existed. And so you think that's something that um, will turn into money, greenback? Maybe. We hope so. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's really cool. I think that it's interesting how when you set off on these adventures and you have these ideas in mind of how to monetize and how to make money and doing the whole online thing, then you encounter the variables you hadn't expected of. In these places, internet is usually terrible. You know, it's not fast. To upload a YouTube video takes, you know, 30-something hours if you're lucky and the microphone, the wind, just the things that you just never even thought about because it's so convenient here in America and Maui that it's just a nightmare when you're on the road.
1: Yeah, definitely. uh It wasn't even like about how long it was going to take for us. A lot of times when we tried to upload videos, it was just about if the connection actually stayed connected long enough. So yeah, that we definitely had, I think, our first six videos while we were in Mexico each took over 24 hours. Wow.
0: I read an article recently of a professional blogger who's been doing it now quite a few years who's had the same problems as we all do when they she first started out and said that what she learned is that it's more about finding a location that you like and staying for like three months where you can work hard. And then it's kind of taking a vacation from a vacation, you know, where then you can kind of go out within the area that you really like and explore and do cool stuff without being tied to that really strong Wi-Fi that you've secured for yourself for that two to three months in that location.
2: That is pretty much what we have done. So we ended up staying at a less than awesome trailer park outside of Cancun because this is the first place that had internet that would let us upload a video at all and so we stayed there for almost two weeks just making episodes and it it gets hard you get super over it so there is a point where you can only do it to a certain level otherwise you're not fresh enough to be creative you know yeah yeah. And then, like, for instance, where we're at right now, we really thought we were going to get a lot more work done at this Spanish school we're at because they have great Internet. That's how we're able to talk to you today. But we found that our priority is learning Spanish. So we're just getting work done on the weekends. But that is kind of how we've been operating as we get somewhere, get comfortable, work, 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 upload, then keep traveling. Don't worry about it. Just film.
0: Okay. What's your uh, daily budget?
2: $50 a day for both of us. And that includes absolutely everything. The brand new tires we had to buy, the starter, the battery, taking the dog to the vet, replacing cameras, whatever. That's all of it.
0: So when you say it includes everything, it means that that's all you're willing to spend a day on the things that need to happen. And if you can't afford 50 bucks a day, then you're not going to get it.
2: For the most part, we have good days and bad days. There's days where our hard drive dies and we have to buy a new one and pay somebody to take all the footage off of it, or we have to buy a new camera, or we have to buy new tires. But that just means that we need to make little changes over the next month to help catch back up. So that might mean not eating out as often, um, drinking a little less beer, those kinds of things.
0: I see. Very disciplined of you. That's great. And so you're learning Spanish for how much longer?
2: I think just two more days. So we've been here for a full two weeks and we have two more lessons a part of that two weeks.
0: And how's it worked? Are you fluent in Espanol?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hardly. Um we 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 said that maybe we would stay here up to a month, but it's hard. It's really, really hard. And You know, they say if you learned another language when you were a kid, it's easier. So maybe it is easier for other people. But for both of us, it's hard. And we've learned a few new tenses. And the idea of adding any more new tenses to our current skills would just be too much. We need to go out into the world and endeavor to use the new stuff we've learned. Yeah. we have like 15 new tenses, we're just not going to use any of them because it's going to be too much.
0: I see. It's <laughs> easy too when you're both so comfy with each other and you don't really have to go out to communicate unless you're just going for groceries or you need new tires or something like that.
2: Yeah, we're good at that stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, this is cool, man. I'm really uh, glad we got to chat. And so people can find you where the the Travel Together channel is that .com or is that just on YouTube? Do you have a spot they um, can go to?
1: Uh, well, they can find us on YouTube if they search the Traveling Together Journal, or they can go to our website at thetravelingtogetherjournal.com.
0: Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thank you guys for sharing your story. I think a lot of people are going to be able to take notes and kind of formulate a very clear path if they should choose to buy a car and start driving south. I uh, thank you for your time and best wishes to you.
1: Cool. Thanks for having us, Shabin.
2: Nice talking with you again, buddy.
0: Thank you for listening to Misfits and Rejects. I hope this inspired you to think about your life situation, where you're at, and possibly make a big decision to choose something different for yourself if you're unhappy with where you're at in life. I hope these people that I interview inspire you to go out, spread your wings, and try something new. To live a different lifestyle that maybe your whole life people were telling you was the wrong one, but when in fact it... It's the perfect one for you and I'll see you next time.